if you've been around for more than a couple of minutes, you know I talk about phone sites a lot. And the reason I do that is <clears throat> everyone knows the power of lead pages, click funnels, and all these other programs, but they don't understand the simplicity of phone sites. It's less expensive, it's easier to use, and it's a phenomenal program. So check it out. Uh, I'll have the link in the show notes below. Definitely give phone sites a shot and see how it can help you explode your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Charlene Ignites. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. Thank you. And Charlene is with Firewalk Sales, mm-hmm. um, and we're also here to talk about her new book as well. So we have a lot going on in today's uh, interview, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> so let's get started. Tell us about yourself, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so it, uh, I always like to start with why I do what I do yep. instead of what I do. And uh, really, I've been in sales since I was 16 years old, and I just turned 40 <coughs> 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what I've seen, you know, I've worked in companies from startup where it was what we call pre-revenue. Yeah. It's a fancy way of saying we weren't making any money yet, um, <laughs> up to like $3 billion. Yeah. And what I've seen consistently across all those different sales organizations is that the sales part is so painful. Yeah. It's painful for the people trying to grow the business. It's painful for the customers, painful for everyone involved. So, you know, what I really believe is that growing your business shouldn't be painful. Mm -hmm. And so at the core of everything I do is to make sales fun and easy. Yeah. So I do that through sales training where I'll go into companies and, and actually train their salespeople on how to not memorize scripts and be that like, how can I get you in that Prius today? You know, kind of icky sales guy, but to really feel good about what they're selling, internalize the mission, mm-hmm. um, and you know, be much more effective. Yeah. Um, I also have an online sales course that I'm launching next month. Nice. So that's fun. So that's more for your individual solopreneur yeah. person to start the business. Uh, I do a lot of speaking, and then in some cases, I actually will go in and be there. VP of sales, like on a fractional mm-hmm. basis, I'll be in there one day a week, really not just tell them what to do to fix sales, but actually make sure it gets done. And that's yeah. really fun too. So okay. a lot of variety, yeah. but everything's sales. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Now, how's, this is always a fun question to get into. Yeah. How do you like sales? Because typically it's very men dominant field. So how do you like that being a woman? Yeah, no, I've always um, been sort of one of the few women in my field, right? So I was at a company called Gartner, which is a technology research firm, and I was one of the only women in like a very much an old boys school kind of, you know, environment in the 90s. So it's funny because we had a bunch of guys who were like, you know, Jimmy Shoes and Doc Hollywood and (laughs) The Kid, you know. So my nickname was CD Money. So I would like, (laughs) I would like get right in there. And I, you know, I love it. I think it's... uh, it's all about connecting with people, yeah. and we all have our different kind of styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I just achieved a certification as a certified sales leader, okay. uh, and I think I'm one of five women in the country to have that oh, wow. that credential. So that's kind of fun. So yeah. I actually kind of like it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. I have a good time. Yeah, I've always liked sales because I used to sell cars. Um, oh, yeah. So I was never great at it, but you know I enjoy it quite a bit, and. You can make so much money, and people don't realize because a lot of entrepreneurs try to start businesses, and they just try to avoid what you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, let's just look away from that. But I mean, it's a really integral part of the business is selling stuff. Yeah. You kind of need that. You do kind of need <laughs> that. You know what I tell people is no money, no mission. Yeah. And I would say my sweet spot is working with people who are like the kindest-hearted, most giving, generous people who are doing great things, and they'll say. 
that they're in business to help others, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes it almost goes to like a cliche place, like yeah. I'm gonna help you be the best version of yourself, you know, um, and and really, you know, I want to help them help other people. But yeah. the thing is, if nobody knows what you do, if you don't get out there, share your mission, share your message, call people, be professionally persistent, yeah. you're just not going to be successful. Yeah. Um, so what I, you know, what I focus a lot on is the mindset piece. Yeah which is getting people past the head trash that says, well, I don't want to bother people. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be a pest. You know, I don't want to be annoying. It's like, well, when you really believe in what you do, you're never bothering anyone. In yeah. fact, you have an obligation to reach out to them mm-hmm. because they need you, you know. And, and if you really believe that they need you and you really believe in what you do, then, you know what, calling them a second time, sending that next email, you know, being, again, professionally persistent is the yeah. words that I use. Um, you, you have to do it. You know, yeah. it's it's almost like you should feel bad. If you don't connect with that person, if you don't get your message out there, it's not just about you making money. Yeah. It's it's about not being able to give people the help that they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fun. And I totally agree with you. Like, yeah. Naturally. But because I love sales. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> but but uh, not if people, the way I look at it, though, is, you know, um, and kind of connecting it to the book a little bit is, you know, I start off talking about how when I was a kid, I was uh, using one of those little pound-a-peg yeah. bench toys, you know, where you like hammer in the little thing with a mallet. And uh, I was just, I was not a talker as a, like a three-year-old, which yeah. is so shocking as it may seem now, because <laughs> now my, my husband would agree I never shut up. But, uh, <laughs> but I got a late start. So my very first sentence uh, when I was about three was mostly expletives, mm-hmm. and because uh, <laughs> I was so frustrated I couldn't get this pe- peg in there. And my dad came over to me and he's like, if you're forcing it, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And he has reminded me of that advice, you know, many times over the years, yeah. including my first marriage and a couple of other things, right? <laughs> uh, but that's what it is with sales. The reason why people, you know, are struggling so much, like they're trying to force themselves to be something that doesn't come naturally to them. Yeah. And they think that sales means they have to be salesy. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. Like the people that are the most successful, uh, and I would say sort of the secret of my sales success, even when I had a job and yeah. a corporate quota, I had a $38 million a year quota, <laughs> was that I didn't like follow the script. Yeah. I just tried to connect with people. You know, I just tried to be who I was and be authentic and yeah. didn't worry about saying things perfectly. I still don't. And uh, that that seemed to work better than when I was like trying to read somebody's script or yeah. follow like step one, two, three and that's just that's awful. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. So in in the beginning of this all, yeah. you know, at some point you were like, I'm getting into sales. Like, what, how did that work out for you in the very beginning? Well, it's kind of what you said before. So actually, my undergraduate degree is in communication disorders. Okay. Uh, working with my specialty was working with uh, deaf blind kids okay. under the age of three, and so I was doing you know working at Perkins School for the Blind and doing what I thought was really great work, and it was. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I realized I wasn't going to make any money. <laughs> and I realized that I cared about making money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that I, you know, there, I'm glad there are public servants out there and people, teachers and all of that. Uh, but for me personally, I was like, okay, what can I do where I can make money and have control, most importantly, yeah. over my own destiny? Yeah. The other thing was that I'm very, um, particularly as like a young adult out of college, I cared a lot about like the approval of my boss and my peers and all of that. And I would get these reviews where it was completely subjective and they were like, depending on how much they liked me or what yeah. they thought. 
And I'm like, well, if I have a sales job, it's just kind of what I sell. So yeah. as long as I'm hitting the revenue, hitting the goals, my one great mentor always said that revenue cures a lot of sins. Yeah. <laughs> so that really got me sucked in, you know. So I would say, you know, it wasn't too long after my after college that I decided to, you know, take control of my own destiny. Yeah. Ended up getting a master's in sales and marketing. Hmm. Uh, I was part of a couple of really fast-growing companies yeah. where it was fun. It was fun to grow things. Yeah. You know, it was fun to not only make money but watch something grow. And as it turned out, in doing that, I was able to help more people. So yeah. I got to go back to my roots of wanting to be generous and help people and change mm -hmm. the world in a way that also created, you know, a good financial future for my family and yeah. and felt rewarding personally and wasn't up to the whims of whatever boss I had at the time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, you just nailed like all the big reasons why sales is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and I love that. Um, so let's get into a little bit about your book. So yeah. it just launched a few days ago. It did. And then tell us. Can I do the, the Vanna yeah, White thing? Here? Like, <laughs> yeah. So the book is called The Email Cemetery, Where Bad Sales Emails Go to Die and How to Resuscitate Yours. Okay. And the last part's obviously the most important. Um, but the way that this started, though, is I would get all these horrible messages on primarily LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, yeah you get like that connection request and then immediately like ding and you get this long email. It's just horrible. Yeah. So I started collecting and I had a folder called future clients. <laughs> and anytime I would like feel like I needed to prospect a little bit, I would go through the list of bad emails that I would get. And I'd send them an email. Sometimes I would copy like the owner or CEO and say, are you open to some feedback? Yeah. And then, you know, that was a way that I just started realizing that the email that they would send me was such a great diagnostic tool into the, the mindset where they were coming from as yeah. well as like what was going on in the company. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a fun thing to start diagnosing these emails. <laughs> and for fun, I created a blog page called The Email Cemetery. Nice. And uh, I, over the summer, I met a publisher who was, you know, I was saying, oh, I've always wanted to publish a book. I've been writing forever and yeah. just never done it. And he's like, well, I saw this email cemetery thing on your website. Like, we should make that a book. <laughs> I'm like, you think? Because here's the thing. Even though I tell people, if you're forcing it, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. I was totally doing that with the book. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I could turn this, like, fun thing that I did on a Sunday afternoon into a whole book and people will buy it? And he's like, yeah. That's funny. Like, I can do that. And I wrote the book in like six weeks and nice. um, it launched on Wednesday, hit number one bestseller in eight categories nice. and is still the number one bestselling book in sales and selling as a category, mm -hmm. which is really fun. Like to go on there and see books that I've been trained yeah. on, like Challenger Sale and Spin and Daniel Pink and all these yeah. famous people. And I actually, and yours and yours. yeah, yes. I'm like, I sold, I mean, it's like always a snapshot in time, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, it's really fun. And that's what it is. The whole book is just actual examples of emails that I've received with the names to remove the poor souls who are never reaching their sales quota. <laughs> if I may be, be always like a little sarcastic about yeah. it. But, um, <laughs> but it's really, I've classified them into eight different personas that yeah. are the kind of the typical mistakes that yeah. people make. And then uh, kind of a checklist of what they, where they went awry yeah. and, uh, and then what to do instead. You know, the, the advice for the, the CPR or the resuscitation. Nice. So it's just a way to have fun. You know, hopefully it's clear that I like, you know, the whole point about having a sense of humor with the whole thing, not taking it too seriously. Yeah. And at the same time, be helpful and yeah. make sure that people 
can you know know what to do instead of just saying what's wrong. Nice. So, uh, you published the book. Did you do an audio book with it, or is it just published? So it just got launched on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd like to do an audio book. Uh, I would also like to do a like a YouTube TV series or some kind of a, yeah. a show, maybe similar to this, where I diagnose new emails in real time. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. And people can say, because I still have friends now that will send them you know, to me and say, hey, look at this. I can yeah. throw my bad email. Man, if you have a business email, you don't even need to like request from the audience. You just be like, "Let's see what popped up in my email this week." Oh, every oh, that was the thing. Like while I'm writing this, like it was almost frustrating because I'm writing. So there's like like the 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 egomaniac is yeah. the first one, which is the guy who's like, "Hi, my name is my title is I'm this I'm that. Have you heard about me? Like here's a testimonial." You know, like, but we get these, right? And yeah. it's like, I'll link to my brochure. Hey, enough about me. Let me tell you more about me. Would you like to have coffee and talk about me? Because I'd really love to tell you about me, you know? Yeah. So while I'm using these examples, I'm getting, like, getting every them. day more of these. I'm like, I must have swapped out some of these emails, like, two, three times. Because I'm like, oh, no, this is a better one. Yeah, you thank know? you for sending me one that's even worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But here's the thing about all of this. I make fun of it, but none of these people are bad people. Yeah. You know, it's just they're doing what they think they should be doing or what, you know, like in the case of someone who gives you all their testimonials mm-hmm. and their credentials and they're just like, you know, one thing after another. In their mind, they're trying to create credibility. They're trying yeah. to say like, hey, if I tell you all this great stuff, you're going to have to talk to me. You're going to mm-hmm. feel so good about this. And the reality is they don't realize that what they're doing is that they're making it about them. And the secret to success in sales is to make it always about the other person. Yeah. You know, it's just always about the people you serve, being curious about them, and having the goal to just get the first meeting so that you can learn about the other person, see if they even need you. Maybe they don't, right? But it sort of starts with, you know, showing the interest in the other person, being curious, caring, asking questions. You get to do the salesy stuff later. Yeah. But, like, if you start that way, no one's going to talk to you. It's yeah. just the way it is. So. That's too funny. I like that. Because <laughs> I get those emails all the time. Right? Well, now you can send them to me. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. just got one. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah. it's funny. Um, so, yeah, I found that interesting because you're right. Like, a lot of people, they do that, a lot of different types of things with their emails. And you had said uh, it's just what they think is right. But sometimes it's what they were taught is right. Right. So there's a lot of every, – every guru, every coach has, like, their own – way of doing things and some of them were taught to do it that way and then some of them teach other ways so it's very interesting to see yeah kind of how that plays out in the market <laughs> well i think as it's you know as people like as a sales trainer yeah. you know of course and even in the book like i do give a few talk tracks and things that i say all the time that mm-hmm. work for me yeah the the thing is we're humans mm-hmm. and and what makes people successful in in anything i guess but especially in sales is being being able to be human connect with other humans, have that dialogue. And the problem is when you have a script and you're following a certain talk track, the other person doesn't get the script. So if you say your line, they say something else, and then you just say your next line, it just doesn't, it's not going to feel good to anybody, right? (laughs) Um, So it's not, it's just not an effective strategy. Um, But, you know, some of it is also just bad habits. So one of the earliest kind of, quick hits, quick tips that I give people that seems to make a big difference is just check your emails. And before you hit send, double check that it doesn't start with the word I. 
And just if you just did that, if you just instead of saying I I'm just following up or I would like to, I would love to, I am, my name is, you said, Hey, when we met, you mentioned that. Or on your website it says that you, right? Or make a yeah. very start the email with something that's about them and what prompted your interest because of who they are and something specific. Um, that that is just such a step in the right direction. Yeah. But people just don't know what to say. And again, some of that is process because they're starting from a place of just feeling nervous about reaching out and not knowing what to say. So they say, you know, sorry to bother you, but, you know, so that's process. It's also mindset. So one of the personas is the apologizer, (laughs) right? That's the sorry to bug you, sorry to bother you, me again. And those are the people that just really need to internalize their own value and understand why the world needs them. Yeah. And that's all mindset stuff. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I know people that talk that way, not even just write that way. Yeah. But they, you see them and you're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And like, hey, sorry, I haven't been by. And I'm like, whoa, we're already apologizing. Like, we just <laughs> we just said hi to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's pretty funny. It's funny because, um, you know, there's a book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, Rachel mm-hmm. Hollis. And I, it, I actually, it was number one in the women in business category. Mm-hmm. So I took a screenshot of my book, like being ahead of hers. But, she, but it is a really good point. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a habit that, that people have. And yeah. so it is, it, and you made a really good point about the, how it's a reflection of how people talk. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other examples I give to that is a lot of people will put question marks next to statements in their emails. Yeah. So they'll say something like, um, you know, I was hoping we could meet for coffee sometime question mark like, yeah. you know but it's it, it's the way that they also will talk on the phone yeah they'll say hi this is charlene you know <laughs> it's like, are you sure is that a question <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny so i i kind of like oh, i'm not kind of like i really like this um and i think it's funny because even the idea you can keep going because you're going to get millions of other emails so even if you want to do like follow-up books you know the email cemetery revamped whole new list of <laughs> or different stages and yeah there's, right? it's so it's pretty interesting and yeah. you know there's a good brand there and there like you said to jump off into like a show or you know something else too that to add to it it's pretty it's pretty cool oh and and yeah the the uh the word trend like you know we have the sales apocalypse the email apocalypse and you could be a sales zombie like we had so much fun writing the marketing yeah. for this because this awesome. <laughs> there's just it goes on and on yeah you know? and then the, the last line i'll give away the punchline of the whole book is mm-hmm. p.s pick up the damn phone. <laughs> because the reality is that, you know, we rely so heavily, too heavily on email to do so much of the work for us yeah. because of the insecurities around wanting to craft the message perfectly. Yeah. And email is just such a patient, kind, mm-hmm. controlled environment. Yeah. Whereas when you call someone and they answer, it's like, abda, 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 you know. <laughs> you actually have to like put coherent sentences together and that intimidates a lot of people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So as far as what comes next after this, because you already said you're looking at some other things, but you're looking at doing more books or you're taking a, your, a break from some of that. Like what's your plans for kind of the next step of all of it? Yeah, so the next step is um, uh, to launch my online course, which mm-hmm. will be a downloadable. Oh, yeah, 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 so Firewalk Sales School. I've been doing it for the last couple mm-hmm. of years as a live virtual yeah. course, which we're meeting on Zoom video once a week. 
So I'm converting that to a self-paced course Mm -hmm. that people can get access to, download the whole thing, and kind of go through it at their pace Mm -hmm. or jump around based on what they are struggling with in their business. And uh, so if they're struggling with how to write a great proposal, they can go to the proposal module and just work on that. You know, so depending on what it is. But that's my way of really helping, particularly in New Hampshire, great solopreneurs, great business, you know, business builders that just need so much help. Yeah. And I've had so many people come to me and say, will you do one-to-one coaching? Can you help me? And and I really don't do any one-to-one coaching that way because just not enough time in the day. So having the online course is my answer to being able to help more people and, (laughs) and give them a way to to learn this stuff. And then I'm going to supplement that with a monthly coaching call that we'll do okay. as a group. Nice. Yeah, Very cool. be fun. Uh, so <laughs> when you're looking at New Hampshire businesses, because yeah. you brought it up, yeah. what, is the, what is something that you typically see them kind of doing wrong? Yeah, the biggest thing is, um, is going into order taker mode. Right. And that's actually one of the personas in the book. It's it's uh, you know, and it's the most common with um, people who are connected to, let's say, a network marketing company or they're a life coach and they have a set of surface, you know, services that they do or they have their little programs they're trying to sell. And I think in their mind, everything has to sell itself. And because they're afraid of being salesy, maybe they they or they see the inherent value in it. So I know for me, I go to a lot of networking events. Yeah. And I'm always open to, to meeting people and hearing what kind of their pitch or whatever. And more often than not, in New Hampshire, I get that long email that says, here's why you want to buy my stuff, and here's my website, and here's the link, and here's the brochure, and then go buy here, right? And it's, it's just not an effective way to, to have a long-term relationship with yeah. someone. They might buy, like, I'll buy a product, you know, just, all right, I'll buy your lipstick or I'll buy your shake or whatever one time but if you look at what makes a business a business it's that we call a customer lifetime value Mm -hmm. and it's creating a path to continuing to grow the sales and repeat what you're doing and and get your customers to be better customers over time and if somebody's just going on and just like placing an order you know that's not going to be an effective way to grow your business so it really is just has to go back to the basics which is don't sell anything. Like, I know that you're trying to sell, but just don't. <laughs> make the connection, get the first meeting, make it about them, so that when you do go into quote-unquote sales mode and you're proposing what you think they should buy, yeah. you're, pres- you're mapping it to what they need and who they are in such a way that not only is it a no-brainer for them to get the stuff you're recommending now, the next time you say, hey, we just got this new product, and you mentioned when we spoke last time that you were struggling with X, and this is going to be perfect for that. You have to get this. I say, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I probably do need that. As opposed to, hey, we have this new product. Check it out. Here's my link. Yeah. Right? It's just it's building the connection, building the value, and helping people see that you really care about solving problems for them. Cool. I like it. Yeah. So how do people reach out, find more from you, learn more, get a hold of you? Yeah, so I'm really easy because I am everywhere <laughs> online as Charlene Ignites. Mm-hmm. So literally Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Charlene Ignites. People can ping me, tag me. My social engagement is really important to me. Yeah. So anyone, anytime somebody comments on anything I do or sends me a message, I always respond. And that's the easiest way. And then, of course, CharleneIgnites.com or FirewalkSales.com. And I love the social platforms because, yeah. again, that's 
that's to me what's so fun and and easy about sales yeah. is that it is about connecting with people and the social platforms just make that so much easier so yeah it's it's really fun and then the book is on amazon the email awesome. cemetery bestseller it's <laughs> still today we'll see we'll have to take a look but uh yeah it's it's really it's uh it's always fun too when i hear people's stories and yeah. and one of the things i will say too if people buy the book i tell them to take a picture of them holding the book or like holding their kindle or whatever yeah. And to either email it to me or tag me on social media. And then what I do is I reshare that out mm-hmm. with a link to their business page and a little something about who they are as a business nice. builder. And I try to sort of promote them as well. Cool. So it really creates a win-win. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I it. I like that, yeah. So thank you so much for joining me. This has been awesome. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, definitely reach out. Check out the email cemetery. Find it on Amazon. And uh, keep it up there in the bestsellers. Yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> Everyone, we'll see you next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.